Hello, and welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com, the official podcast of the airsafe.com foundation. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis, the head of the foundation and the creator of airsafe.com, the reliable source of airline safety and security information since 1996. In this conversation, I'd like to talk about compensation for flight delays and overbookings. In particular, I'd like to describe the differences in compensations that passengers would receive in the United States versus the European Union. If you're an air traveler, any flight that you can take can be delayed for any number of reasons, for example, due to weather or mechanical problems. In most cases, the delay does not cause any hardship. However, there are times when the delays can lead to misconnections, unexpected overnight stays in the airport, or other significant inconveniences. Airlines that fly in the U.S. are not legally obligated to provide any compensation for delayed passenger. They are, however, required to compensate passengers who have a reservation but are denied boarding, also known as getting bumped from the flight. This is in contrast to airlines that fly in the European Union, which are required to compensate passengers who are bumped, as well as passengers who experience many types of delays and flight cancellations. No matter where you fly, you should make the effort to become familiar both with what an airline is required by law to provide in the way of compensation, your airline's policies on compensating passengers, and how you may be able to negotiate for additional compensation. For domestic U.S. flights, there are no U.S. federal regulations that require any compensation for a delayed or canceled flight. However, keep in mind that each airline may have a policy for compensating passengers whose flights are delayed or canceled, and those policies may include compensation such as meals, accommodations, or phone calls. The airline may also arrange an alternate flight on another aircraft on either the same airline or with a different airline. These policies may be included with the paperwork associated with your ticket or are available from an airline representative. Before you travel, you may want to review the airline's policies to see what compensation may be offered in the event of a delay or a cancellation. If there is an unaccompanied minor traveling, you should absolutely check with the airline before the trip. As is the case with all delays and cancellations involving domestic U.S. flights, there are no U.S. federal requirements for any special services or compensation for unaccompanied minors on a delayed or canceled flight. At the very least, you should have an alternate plan in place to deal with the possibility of the child being delayed overnight or arriving at the destination airport well after the expected time. Additional information and insights about unaccompanied minors is available on airsafe.com and in episode number 8 of the conversation at airsafe.com. Rules for compensation for delayed and canceled flights outside of the U.S. will depend on the rules of that country and the rules of the airline. As is the case with domestic flights in the U.S., if you're traveling on a domestic flight in another country, at the very least you should review the policies or regulations of that airline to see what compensation you can expect in the event of a delay or a cancellation. Unlike the U.S., the European Union does provide for compensation for flight delays and cancellations. In most, but not all, cases involving a delay or cancellation of a flight, a passenger is entitled to compensation under European Parliament Regulation EC 261-2004 for delayed and canceled flights. There are three levels of compensation. In the event of a long delay of two hours or more, depending on the distance of the flight, passengers must in every case be offered free meals and refreshments, plus two free telephone calls, telex or fax messages, or emails. The second level is if the departure is deferred until the next day. In that case, passengers must be offered hotel accommodation and transport between the airport and the place of accommodation. When the delay is five hours or longer, passengers may opt for reimbursement of the full cost of the ticket together with, when relevant, a return flight to the first point of departure. 
This regulation applies to all airline flights departing from a European Union airport or to any airline licensed in the European Union if that flight is departing from an airport outside the European Union to a destination at an airport in an EU member state. In other words, if you're flying within the European Union, either on a domestic or an international flight, these rules apply. These rules also apply if you're on an airline based in the European Union and it's departing from outside the European Union for a flight to the European Union. For example, if you're flying on British Airways from New York to the European Union, it would appear that this rule would apply. When it comes to international travel, the situation is much different. With the exception of the European Union rules, which specifically cover international flights by EU carriers, there may not be any specific requirement to compensate passengers. The most relevant international treaty is the 1999 Montreal Convention, an international agreement signed by the U.S. and many other countries. There is no specific language in this agreement that obligates the airline to compensate passengers in the event of a flight delay or flight cancellation. As would be the case with domestic U.S. flights, review your airline's policies to see what compensation, if any, the airline will provide. U.S. airlines are allowed to overbook flights to allow for no-show passengers. However, if passengers are involuntarily bumped, airlines are required to ask for volunteers to give up their seats in exchange for compensation. Most involuntarily bumped passengers are subject to the following minimum compensation schedule. There is no compensation if alternate transportation gets the passenger to the destination within one hour of the original scheduled arrival. The equivalent of the passenger's one-way fare up to a maximum of $200 for substitute domestic flights that arrive between one and two hours after the original scheduled arrival time or for substitute international flights that arrive between one and four hours after the original scheduled arrival time. If the substitute transportation is scheduled to get you to your destination more than two hours later, four hours for international flights, or if the airline does not make any substitute travel arrangements for you, the compensation doubles to a maximum of $400. There are exceptions to these rules. This minimum compensation schedule does not apply to charter flights, to scheduled flights operated with planes that hold 60 or fewer passengers, or to international flights inbound to the United States. If a passenger can't be accommodated to their satisfaction, they may be eligible to request a refund for the remaining part of the trip, even if the trip were on an otherwise non-refundable ticket. There are similar rules in the European Union with respect to denied boarding compensation for passengers. If you are bumped from a flight and your flight was either departing from a European Union country, or if you are on an airline registered in the European Union and your flight departed outside the European Union for a destination within the European Union, you would have the following rights. Reimbursement of the cost of the ticket within seven days or return flight to the first point of departure or rerouting to the final destination. Refreshments, meals, hotel accommodations, transport between the airport and place of accommodation, two free telephone calls, telex or fax messages or emails, and in addition, compensation totaling 250 euros for all flights of 1,500 kilometers or less, 400 euros for all flights within the European community of more than 1,500 kilometers, and for all other flights between 1,500 and 3,500 kilometers. And the third level of compensation is 600 euros for all other flights. Note that in May 2006, the exchange rate was approximately $1.27 per euro. While there are set rules in place for compensating passengers who were involuntarily bumped from a flight, things are a little bit more complicated when it comes to overbooking and voluntary bumping, where the passenger volunteers to give up their seat. 
Before an airline involuntarily bumps passengers on an overbooked flight, they will first ask for passengers who are willing to voluntarily give up their seat. Passengers considering volunteering to give up their seat should be aware of two important considerations. First, they will no longer be compensated under the denied boarding or involuntary bumping rules that are in effect for that flight. Second, a passenger who voluntarily gives up their seat is in a position to negotiate with the airline for other compensation that could be more valuable to the passenger. However, a passenger would be wise to volunteer only after taking the following six steps. First, determine whether the later flight has a confirmed reservation and whether the scheduled arrival time is acceptable. Second, determine what will happen if the airline is unable to find a seat on the next flight or if that flight is delayed or canceled. Third, determine whether the airline will pay for food, lodging, or other extra costs you may incur due to taking a later flight. Fourth, determine whether the compensation being offered for giving up your seat is worthwhile. Here's a hint. Ask for more than what an involuntarily bumped person would get. Fifth, determine what kinds of restrictions or limitations are on the travel vouchers or other compensations that are being offered. And finally, insist that any compensation be provided immediately and with any documentation needed to claim the compensation. If for some reason you believe that the airline's response to your flight's delay or cancellation or overbooking was not satisfactory, you may want to complain to the airline or to the authorities. The Airsafe.com Foundation has provided a number of complaint resources at complain.airsafe.org that will help you to increase the likelihood of a successful complaint. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today. Before we end this conversation, I'd like to remind all my listeners that this podcast is sponsored by the Airsafe.com Foundation. This nonprofit organization is responsible for this podcast and for a variety of other efforts to further the public's understanding of aviation safety and aviation security. For information about the foundation or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit the foundation at airsafe.org. For more information about airline safety, you can find us at airsafe.com. That's A-I-R-S-A-F-E dot com. Or type the words airline safety into your favorite search engine. We're probably on the first page of results. Feel free to write to us at our email address, theconversation at airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.